And welcome back, everybody, to the Freaking Awesome Podcast. This is episode 37. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> let's kill that bass head. Alright, let's do this. I'm on the air, we on the air, we got this pockets flow. It's me and Tony on the mics, we gotta let you know. Of current events, little gaming, sprinkling some entertainment. We stay humble, but our mom still thinks we're famous. Turn up the bass and baby, maybe let that magic flow. I spoke word is all the things you really want to know having a good time on the show t bows and maddie g tune in and hit subscribe and join us on the fap welcome everybody to the freaking awesome podcast i am your host anthony bows and sitting virtually across from me is maddie g hey 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 how are you doing today maddie Oh, not too shabby, you know, staying away from people and uh, living my best life. Oh, well, as long as you're living the best life. Uh, speaking of the best life, we've got one of our fantastic and uh, probably one of our most favorite guests uh, returning today, stuntman Jeff Scavell. Jeff, how you doing? That was really generous and super smooth segue into my intro. I really appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I normally go into a little bit of backstory, but uh, most uh, guests have probably uh, heard you once before and uh, we know how much uh, fun we have with you. So uh, we could just kind of fast forward into the fact that you're fantastic and you're here once again. God bless you. I love you, man. Thanks. And thanks for having me back again. I uh, I really appreciate that. That's uh, really good. Matty G, why don't you lead us into our uh, our new segment today? All right, sounds good. Let's jump right in. So the article reads, Utah's mom's penis face masks raises thousands for charity. <laughs> so, uh, a Utah mom whose phallic themed face mask selfie went viral on Facebook has raised thousands of dollars for a local nonprofit organization by selling her unique creations. Um, according to the station record, uh, recording this article, uh, Mindy Vincent's uh, C-Block Corona masks have raised uh, $56,000 U.S. for the Utah Harm Reduction Coalition, a public health program for people dealing with substance abuse issues. The Salt Lake City mom first showcased her fashion-forward face mask on a Facebook book post last Thursday. When someone tells me my mask has penises on it, I kindly let them know that this is how I determine that they're too close and kindly back the fuck up. Uh, uh, Vincent captioned in the post with a photo of herself wearing the, 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 um, the face mask, the post garnered a hundred thousand comments, 450,000 shares. And, uh, a lot of people asking Vincent how they could get her specialty face masks. Um, her son then came up with an idea to sell her creations online to help continue to raise, uh, funds for the, um, UHRC. And brings a whole new meaning to dick face. <laughs> what was the original meaning yeah i was just gonna say <laughs> well i don't think dick face originally had a bunch of dicks on your face but <laughs> i mean that would sound like where it would come from <laughs> it totally would <laughs> so i gotta ask you though her original design when i hear that there is a penis mask i'm assuming there are prints of penises versus the fact that it looks like a big dick on her mouth <laughs> You know, like this a we'll guy has to... created the face hugger mask that looks like the alien's face hugger. Have you guys seen that? I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's absolutely crazy and realistic. So I was like, okay, so this girl's got now a dick mask. So 
does it start at the balls and trunk its way down or or is it like you just put the tip in your mouth and it's kind of like yeah. an oxygen thing and there's like a there's like a little there's like a little inches regulator as it goes further down or <laughs> it tells you how much coronavirus is getting sucked up in there <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked up <laughs> uh, you just undo no. the ball canisters <laughs> they're, <laughs> no they're just they're just little uh they're little cartoon dicks <laughs> lots of little cartoon dicks oh, that's that's actually really fantastic so uh it's good that it you know that it's raising charity it's raising awareness and uh it's a great way to tell people to keep the fuck away so um, I, yeah. I definitely would. And I know they're saying it the C block because it's probably Corona block, but uh, I think it should just be called a hot block. Good old cock block mask. mask yep. Hey, C block, right? Well, it kind of goes back to the fact that you've got so many people who are uh, like fearing the fact that they can't have sex right now. <laughs> yeah. Right? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. That's the only thing to do right now. Well, <laughs> there are, there are a few other things and um, no, nope. <laughs> it's the only thing on meth. I'm having sex right now. <laughs> I'm having sex right now. My wife doesn't even know. <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> what the hell am I going to do with the rest of these 24 hours? <laughs> right. <laughs> I really should have pasted out. <laughs> oh my god. So that's that's pretty funny. Um, uh, I mean, I, they, I think they probably should have, in the article, uh, told people that it was a printed mask with little printed penises versus, you know, because imagination just runs wild, especially when you've been locked up in isolation for so long now, right? Yeah, I think that's the fun of it. Maybe we shouldn't post the picture. Yeah, we'll just leave it to people's <laughs> minds. They'll have to go research it. Maybe if they exactly. type in, like, cock face mask, they'll actually come up with something really cool. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cockfacemask.com that's where you want to go <laughs> said no one who googled that ever <laughs> i'm not googling yep. <laughs> everybody's got to go ask their wives just in case <laughs> oh boy well the other thing you could do uh, could be what um this uh, young lady did uh so my article title says 93 year old woman got a massive coors light delivery after viral plea for more beer um, so this, uh, this woman, uh, her name was, um, oh, geez. Uh, oh, I can't remember her first name. It's the last name's Olive. Um, but she basically put, um, a sign or a video of her holding a Coors Light beer can and a big sign saying, I need more beer. And, uh, someone had gotten a hold of this and of course made it go viral on social media. And, um, so, oh, actually, no. So her first name was Olive. It's Olive Verasoni, uh, Veroniasi. Um, she basically said, uh, you know, thanks to Coors, instead of having to uh, sing 99 bottles of beer at the wall and having to pass it around and share it, she now gets 150 cold ones to, to keep it all to herself in this day and age. That's awesome. That's, that's really cool. But I mean, if I really wanted that much Coors, I just open my tap. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say just reach into the toilet, but <laughs> the, <laughs> but um, no, I mean, if, if you're running out of beer, uh, clearly you just need to come up with something really funny or look really old uh, and shaking a beer can and uh, hopefully Coors will take uh, pity on you and uh, drop off 150 cold beers to your house. Um, so so basically, the, um, the, the it was actually shared more than 5 million times 
Uh, and her, it was actually a very cute picture of her holding the, the beer can and the, and the sign. And uh, I guess it had gotten to the, the Coors Light uh, representatives who uh, had a real chuckle about it and uh, had sent the beer as a, hey, thanks for giving us laughs. So, um, you know, even uh, even with COVID out there, you can have a really good time with, uh, I, I don't know, like, I, I feel like if I was an elderly man or even just my age now with a sign saying, please give more beer, people would be like, go fuck yourself. But for some reason, it's super cute and funny when an old lady does it. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm going to dress up as an old man and be like, I'm out of hookers and blow. <laughs> <laughs> Need more hookers and blow. <laughs> I wonder if that'll get down to Vegas or something and they'll do a delivery. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Jesus. All right, Maddie, what else you got? Here's one. Um, this is the uh, the irony side of uh, this whole whole thing. So, pastor who snub knows at band to keep preaching to pack church has died. So, a virgin, yeah, yeah, a little on the on the darker side, but uh, I, it's, it's a good message. So, a Virginia pastor who kept preaching to a packed church despite bans on gatherings of more than ten people um, has actually died of of from contacting COVID nineteen. So Bishop Gerald Glenn, uh, the top holy man at New Deliverance uh, Evangelistic Church in Richmond, died Sunday according to a video posted on the church's Facebook group a week before he was diagnosed with the coronavirus. His last sermon was believed to be held on March 22nd. And I firmly believe that God is larger than this dreaded virus. You can quote me on that, he said, according to the New York Post. I am essential. I'm a preacher. I talk to God. Uh, Glenn admitted, admitted it was controversial to preach to a packed church despite protocols to keep people safe and acknowledged he was in violation of those protocols, but he vowed to keep preaching anyway. Um, their daughter um, is now urging people to stay home to avoid getting corona or yeah coronavirus. Her father initially dismissed the symptoms to keep preaching, um, but uh, basically it, it forced the rest of the family to see the light. So I just... <laughs> I just, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit of dark humor and, 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 but it's the irony, right? It's like, yeah, you know, I, I don't want to start spouting about an anti-religious stuff right now. No, 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 because, totally. Because instinctively, I want to make a joke about that. And, and, it, you know, unfortunately it did result in someone's death. So I, I really try not to, but, um, I, I feel like the fact that he continued to preach and yet that, you know, the church was still full. People were still coming. You know, right? I mean, so he died. He he was like, no, I'm going to go against this. I'm still going to preach. But in the end, he's probably got a lot more people infected because of it. it that, and that's just it. And I guess now, and I didn't read this part, but his wife has it now. Oh, so, Jesus. you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, his statement aged like like fine milk. Like, good God. <laughs> and, and, and I think that the, the motivations there are interesting, too. Like, do, do you really believe that he was continuing to do sermons because uh, of God or because he just wanted to fill that collection? Right. right. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's an excellent yeah, point. It is. Um, you know, I, and this really goes back to uh, one of the reasons I stopped going to church. Um, and it's not not to say that I don't believe or anything. It's just when I 
had a, a basically uh, the minister was up at the front and they were talking about how times were tight and you really had to tighten that belt and strap down and and be careful where you spend your money. And then within 30 seconds, he's like, open up those print strings to fill the plate. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> yeah. Don't fall into the pits of the root of all evil, the almighty dollar. But 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 seriously, I need need some of that. Yeah. But but I need some dollars. Give them to me. I'll I'll put them away. Get rid of that wretched <laughs> sin of money. Yeah. Oh Jesus! Yeah. So uh, man, oh, that's kind of crazy. It's uh, unfortunate. Um. All right. Well, let's go into something that's a little uh, a little bit more risque for today. And and this is uh good old Florida news. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. We got a Florida news. Um. This one titled is "Dirty Easter Bunny Leaving Eggs for Florida Residents." Oh God! <laughs> yeah. Were they meth eggs? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so basically, the sheriff's office got several calls about explicit Easter eggs people were receiving. The Easter eggs had crackers, toilet paper, and porno stuffed into them. <laughs> basically, the eggs were secretly placed into uh, lots of mailboxes through the Flagler County, uh, according to the news release that came out Monday morning. Deputies are trying to find who this dirty Easter bunny is, uh, both figuratively and physically. The person who did this is not only a very sick individual, but could actually be spreading COVID-19 by their actions. Um, they said they're working very, very hard to find the offender and put them in the green roof in. I'm, I'm assuming that is their joke for prison. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and if anybody receives something like this uh, or has information that they were to call them uh, right away. Now, the funny thing is the eggs were found with uh, goldfish crackers, uh, a single sheet of toilet paper, and uh, porno. Now, some of them did have powdered drink mix. Uh, and I, all I could think of is, like, I don't know. Like, sure, you shouldn't be taking things from from people who might be uh, spreading the virus, or, or especially if this is not a packaged item. But at the same time, it kind of felt like this guy was trying to do a good deed by giving the necessities of food and potential water slash drinks um also uh, pornography i mean some people need that i felt like he was he thought he was doing a good service he's the, the hero that this world needs right now right and and, <laughs> and it, i mean i, I kind of want to party with this guy right, <laughs> right? toilet paper and, and, and powdered drink Let's right do i mean and he I must just have had a lot of money a giant he... bunny with some big old fucking sunglasses just handing out sweet presents right <laughs> and and the fact that like toilet paper well geez if you got like five or six eggs you could have a good dump <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> you know <laughs> So, anyways, I thought that was kind of neat. I feel like this guy might be, uh, you know, getting a bit of a hard rap for for what he's doing. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, you know, you, you can't accept anything from someone who's passing around free stuff right now, especially if it's <laughs> especially ran- random, random drink mix, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, fool me once, shame on shame, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true (laughs) oh my gosh oh goodness so jeff how you been no i'm good buddy i mean all things considered uh you know surviving and uh you know like we were talking about before the show it's uh it's, it's a bizarre time where when i get to be a superhero 
Uh, it involves me staying home and playing video games. Uh, <laughs> you know, this is good days, man. I tell you, that's how I save the world. You know, I think I think this is God <laughs> telling you, Jeff, that you had to relax, and it's time for your reward. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I get it, but uh, I, I think he might have been, he could have been a little more subtle with the message. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe he could have been a little bit better with the reward instead of the reward you had to buy yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no but now he's at no least doubt. giving you the time to play those games. Uh, well, yeah, and I was kind of excited. I was like, I'll get, you know, I'll get a chance to play all these games I'm way behind on and I don't get to. And and I've played literally the same game. I, I watched uh, The Witcher on, um, on on Netflix and I loved it. And I, and I really enjoyed the game and I loved the show, but I never played the downloadable content uh, when, um, when the first time around. So I was like, you know what? I fired it up, jumped in there. Holy cow, such a great game. It's beautiful. It's well thought out. Great lore. Played the uh, the DLC. I thought it was great. And Blood and finished Wine. It, finished absolutely. Blood and Wine and uh, Heart to Stone. I finished both and I loved it. Great experience. Oh, right on. And uh, uh, I finished it and I felt really good about myself. And then I went back to the main menu and it was this 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 new new game plus. And I was like, oh, well, okay, why not? <laughs> and so um, I'm almost at the end of a new game plus. Oh my gosh! Um, right on. Yeah. Yeah, so I haven't really played anything else except for uh, The Witcher on a New Game Plus. And I mean, I'm I'm wrecking stuff. I'm, hey man, I'm a little I'm 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 almost at the end. I'm godlike. <laughs> I, I max level everything. I'm just all I got to do is go through there and destroy the wild hunt. I'm done. <laughs> That's awesome, That's man. Amazing. I totally respect that. Like uh, that that game is in my top five favorite games of all time. So uh, okay, okay. Well, what's your what's your top five? uh top five are ocarina of time world of warcraft this is based on how much time i've spent in game <laughs> oh okay okay okay. uh witcher three yep um and then it goes breath of the wild okay and then uh, yeah i know two zelda games right how cliche yeah cheating and then um my my final one was actually um uh, follow follow up four. Okay, controversial, but uh, I can respect those choices. Yeah, yeah, those that's that's my top five. So at least there wasn't no a Skyrim. Yeah. No, I, I did. Hey, I did like Skyrim, but uh, I don't know. There's just something that uh, that grabbed me with with Fallout Four. So especially modded. Right on. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, Tony, what's your oh, top five? Top five is really tough for me. Um, any order. I, I won't oh, okay. Um, Batman Arkham Asylum was, mm-hmm. was okay. one of my favorites. Uh, the first one, for some reason, really sticks out. And it's not just because I, I got 100% on the game, but um, uh, or was it 99? I think it may have been 99. I think I missed one thing. Um, but uh, just it was it, it brought in new fight mechanics, which was really good. And uh, I really mm-hmm. think I, I love the, the storyline when you're the superhero. I, it's always cool for me. Um, second one might be um the when when metal gear solid got rebooted okay um i I really enjoyed wait rebooted Uh, well sorry i should say when metal gear got rebooted and it was metal gear solid oh yeah yeah so that one was super fun um let's see uh i i always have a soft spot for uh I always have a soft spot for Contra. 
<laughs> back in the day, the old Nintendo or Super Nintendo yeah. game. Uh, it was, Dude, it I was, miss Contra. Right? It, it was one of you my... You ever play Super Smash TV? Yes. I love that one as well. <laughs> was good it was the game that just kept on going. Good yeah. Um, yeah. And then other than that, uh, I think that was four, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm really hooked into Apex Legends. It, it's For me, it's a good pick-up and, and go game. Um, I don't know why. I, I mean, it's not like, I think they only technically have two levels right now and, uh, it's a free, uh, kind of running gun game, but, uh, it really, really focuses on teamwork. You know, you got a team of three, you got to play, you got to help and heal each other up if you plan on making it and you got to make it to the end. Um, at the same mm-hmm. time, you literally land on the ground with absolutely zero weapons. You got to run around, pick up what you can. Uh, build up your armor, build up everything, and take out other teams at the same time. And it's uh, it's a very fast-paced game. I don't think I've ever seen a game last more than like 10, 15 minutes, but it's it's super cool. This podcast brought to you by Apex Legends. <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could use a little Respawn Entertainment money. That'd be fantastic. Uh, that goes to show how much I've been playing it because I actually knew what the, what the production company was. <laughs> and actually, I, I'm revising wow. mine. Take out Fallout and put in Final Fantasy VII. Mm. Yeah, I knew you, you were going to okay. say that. It was really weird. I, all I could think of was, I'm really surprised Matt didn't come up with Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> no, Fallout 4 yeah. was number six. I just forgot my number five. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm yeah. dying okay. to play it. They just remade it too, so. Oh, I've got friends playing it right now and they're, they're posting social media stuff on it and it's... Uh... Oh, it's a huge throwback. I, I like that one. I think I've played it. I, I, I had an emulator for just about every system. I think I've played Final Fantasy VII and Chrono Trigger on every single system. At some oh, point man. Chrono Trigger is so good. Yeah. That was a good Did one. you ever play Legend of Dragoon? Oh, yeah. That was a good game, too. I think I played that a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. 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 So all I really know about the coronavirus is uh, I learned a very important lesson today is that beer and fruit roll-ups don't go well together. Uh, yeah. Wine, maybe. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Well. M- maybe in a cocktail garnish. Ooh, maybe I should have rolled it up and drank the beer like through the fruit roll-up like a straw. <gasps> yeah. It's genius. Maybe yeah. like. Wait. Do you do you guys do you guys know about chocolate fingers and 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 the straw technique with a chocolate no. finger? All right, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change your life here. <laughs> boys. I'm gonna change your life. All here. right. Um. So y- you know you know those little Cadbury chocolate fingers are like cookies that are dipped in chocolate yeah, yep. and they're just like literally fingers super popular okay. Christmas. So yeah. this is exactly this is very much a, a Christmas thing, but I think you can get them year round. So here's what you do: you take your favorite hot beverage, and I recommend like a hot chocolate or a coffee. Then you bite the ends up just a little bit, bite the ends off of either side of the finger, stick it in like a straw and start sucking. And the moment you taste the the hot chocolate or the coffee, pop the whole thing in your mouth and it just explodes. It's incredible. That sounds amazing. It does sound amazing. I'm definitely trying that. You know, Um, just change your life. It's it's really funny. uh, It's speaking of like holidays and and these little tricks. um, One of my favorite things uh, is um, I don't know if you've if you guys ever had ever had these, but they're called Robin's eggs. They're an Easter thing. And it's like a a candy-coated chocolate malt ball. And Hmm. it... Candy-coated. Yeah, so... And and I found that something similar to that is if you take, like, your your canine teeth and and you bite into the ends, 
and then you start to suck on it, what happens is the chocolate melts, then it mixes with the malt, and then the egg caves in and with this like explosion of like malty chocolate goodness. I think I actually have had those. They're so good. Now that I think about it. Most people just throw them in their mouth and like chew away and they're done. But I like kind of savor these things. And and then I found out I ate a pack in one night and I feel absolutely horrible for 24 hours. (laughs) Too much sugar for one body. What would you you (laughs) like when we ate those ghost pepper wings, Tony? Oh, my God. That was absolutely horrible. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, if you ladies and gentlemen, if you ever go to Popeye's chicken and have ghost wings, prepare for your anus to suffer. (laughs) It was oh both this Matt and I contacted you by ghost pepper wings. <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by Popeyes. It'll burn your anus out. <laughs> it was actually the funniest thing ever. We wrapped up a, a session and, and we, um, uh, Matt and I went and had uh, Popeyes. And um, the next day we're both messaging each other from the work bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Saying it was the worst choice ever. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know, it's hilarious when you get a text. It's like, where are you right now? (laughs) And you both just know. (laughs) Oh, God, it's good. Absolutely good. So, uh, Jeff, with um, obviously with uh, things shut down, obviously, it's uh, a bit of a a slow time for you. But uh, did you get into the uh, the second season of The Boys as filming started on that and? Oh, we finished that uh, last year. We started filming over the summer, and the, uh, I think our last day was middle of October. Oh, okay. Like so that. that's just um, in so, post-production so now. Oh yeah, no, not only that. I think it's I think it's done to be done. I mean, don't 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 take my word for it. But um, I think the plan was to release it uh, the end of spring, early summer this year. So we should see season two very okay. soon. We were supposed to start filming. Season three. This wasn't confirmed either, but um, there was rumblings of starting season three sometime July or August. Okay. Um, I know that the uh, Eric Kripke, the uh, the showrunner, mm-hmm. uh, wanted some time to, uh, to to write a really good season three. Like he really cares about the show, and everybody does for that matter. Like the, the, the you cast, can tell it's uh, so good. Too, yeah. So. A- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I I'm not going to give you any spoilers, but what I will say is, whatever you saw in season one gets turned up to 11 in season two like oh, wow the stuff we got to do was like was it was pretty wild we got to do some pretty amazing stuff and uh and it looks great i'm i have you, have you guys seen the trailer for season two the, the teaser uh, i haven't watched it yet no i haven't actually i didn't even know they dropped the season two oh. trailer yet yeah, they got they got one kicking around, and uh, it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I'm really hoping everybody likes okay. it. We uh, every, everybody worked so hard on it. We we really we turned it up for that season. Now I I know you can't tell us too much about obviously the plot or things that are happening, but I think I had read somewhere um, that there is now another hero out there that will even rival rival Homelander. Huh. Can I say that? Yes, I can. I think I can. I mean, it's all like, yeah, I think so. I, I, I can't speak too much to it, but... But um, you have heard those same uh, things? It, yeah, I have heard those same things. Okay. I, uh, yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a new badass on the block for sure. And uh, not to take anything away from Homelander, because good God, but um, yeah, there's, uh, there's some Nixons for okay. sure. Okay. I guess I'm now I'm going to be really curious of whether or not this is actually someone good or someone bad. So uh, like if it's someone who actually makes Homelander look good, like we're in for a fucking world of, of bloodshed. <laughs> so, it, there's yeah. a, 
what I will say is there is a ton of blood on this yeah. show. Like, I, I mean, you. There's one thing I loved about the boys is the fact that there is someone exploding almost every episode or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we like that yeah. too. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really really cool. And I think uh, Jeff, you're also working on Titans. Last time we like you were just going into it. Yeah, we were. Uh, we finished up uh, season two. That's already aired. Uh, you can see some of our work in that as well. I had a little stunt actor role, and I, it actually worked out pretty good. You didn't see too much of my face, so I can come back. And I got to play a, a guard as well. And uh, season two is on Netflix. That was a great deal of fun. We shot. So I watched through that one. It was really good. I liked the fact that they brought uh, Slade Wilson in, and they had um, uh, Deathstroke and uh, a little bit of his background which they, the way they created that was was quite interesting um mm-hmm. I, I felt like there was i i really felt like robin was dropping the ball big time through this one but i think it was he had to hit rock bottom in order to become nightwing yes and i i would agree with that and uh, i thought the nightwing reveal was great it was interesting they um they built this incredible fight and uh, uh, at the, for the, the big reveal on Nightwing. And, and I think the final product is, is pretty damn great. But mm-hmm. um, I, I, I think it uh, I think it ended up, it was originally a bit longer and a bit, there was more to okay. it. Okay. Um, and I think it ended up on the cutting room floor. But what I will say is the stunt team is just world class on that show. Like they did some real great mm-hmm. stuff. I love the, um, I love the fat, the fight between um, uh, uh, Dick and uh, Bruce. Yeah, I so I wanted to ask you about that. How did you feel about Bruce Wayne? They, he was a lot older than I had anticipated him being. I I dig. I've always dug uh, the whole older Bruce Wayne thing. The idea that um, you know he he's a hero that didn't he never died. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he if he is going to die, it's going to be old age or because he's throwing himself in one last time. Like he's just. Mm-hmm. He's just that good. Like one of my favorite Batman stories. I'm still waiting for Hollywood to kind of figure out his uh, Batman. I was going to ask you I that. Yeah. Idea. What a great, uh, I what a it. great idea of it now being to the point where Batman is so broken. He can't do what he has to do. So he passes the mantle on to someone else, but still stays yeah, I, in I behind the scenes kind of teaching him. Yeah. Yeah. Like a mentor uh-huh. or an Oracle figure. Like it's, it's very interesting. There are, there are quite a few Robins that have come through the, the DC timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, my personal favorite is uh, Damien. His son. Um, the, uh, the, his son. I think he's just, he's, I, I like him because he's the kind of guy that, or he, I mean, he's such a young kid that he goes, you know, screw you, Batman. And he starts getting, having a full fight with Batman. Like he doesn't, and there's no question that he can like, he think, like he doesn't think, Oh, I'm gonna lose to Batman because it's Batman. He just thinks I'm gonna fight him because I want to fight. And I've always liked that 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 kind of energy that that even Bruce, that even Batman has trouble uh, hanging on to Damien. I think uh, I, I think he's a really interesting yeah. uh, 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 character, interesting yeah. Robin. My he's, favorite. He's Robin. quite a dark character to play a Robin, and each one of them has always been kind of broody or dark in their own little way. But Damien is like off the scale dark to the point where like he has absolutely yeah. zero problems killing people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally yeah. agree. I mean, because, you know, it's training and stuff. And, but yeah, we're really interested to see where it goes. And uh, I know that season three was supposed to start shooting 
now okay. they uh, we we were we, I was in talks with the the coordinator before before we shut down. I mean, just a brief conversation. I was working on a, a C season two with uh, Jason Momoa, and we were shooting. But the team that does that is a, is a stunt team called Eighty Seven Eleven. You know their work from John Wick and from Atomic Blonde, okay. and mm-hmm. um, and they were working on C season two, and we were we were putting together some rehearsals and some previs for that. This was literally the week before we got shut down. And uh, the coordinator for Titan swung by because he's also an 8711 guy and he came by to say hi to everyone and we know each other from Titan. So we were chit-chatting about where Titans was going to go season three. So all of that was supposed to start up. So unfortunately, it does mean that we're probably not going to see a season three for some time, unfortunately. Yeah, with everything kind of on hold right now, that really sucks. Man, fuck the coronavirus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that all the actors yeah. and stunt team and everybody's just got to get together. They they all get the test and then they just sequester for like 10 days and shoot it all. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> We're not allowed to leave the studio no. until you And they got to feed no. you like gods. <laughs> I, you know, I, just I hook you up intravenous. Kind of okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I think we're I think we're going to see a resurgence of uh, of animation. I was like reading the other day they were going to do oh they're bringing back Animaniacs. Did you guys hear that? What I had read that somewhere. I honestly thought it That's was a awesome. joke, and I'm thinking how could they bring that back to reach out to today's kids? Because I just feel like the humor would be lost with them. And I then I'm worried. Then I'm worried that they'll they'll screw it up. Oh, you know what? That's always a worry. I mean, here's the good news. It's the same cast. So my feeling is, is that the cast is so, um, so embedded in these characters, they would know what's going on. And I'm, and I'm of the opinion, and I know it's not a popular opinion and I know, so, so forgive me, but I'm of the opinion, I'm all for remakes. My, my, my feeling on a remake, I mean, we do it all the time with like Shakespeare, like it's been hundreds of years we've been dealing with, with remakes of Shakespeare and no one says boo. My only problem with a remake is when it becomes an attempt at doing what we did last time. So if you wanted to do a remake of like Blade Runner, for example, mm-hmm. and you tried to shoot it, like they tried to, they, they shot it back then, you're not doing the material, the, the service it, it deserves. What you're doing is you're just recreating a movie. And I think what, what, what the mistake is, is when you try and just recreate the movie as opposed to just telling the story. Mm-hmm. So I'm all for a remake. Like you want to tell, you know, Star Wars again, remake Star Wars, but stick it in like feudal Japan, you know, like the, the, the material is all there. The characters are all there. The, you know, the wizard, the dark wizard, the, the, you know, the farm boy, the pirate, the princess, like all these yeah. characters are, are, are there to play with, have fun with them. But, um, you know, don't try and recreate what has already been done. But in the case of Animaniacs, if you're bringing everybody back, I mean, just do Animaniacs. Yeah, then just carry on the, st- the timeline. If anything, I wish they would make <laughs> it a little bit more adult oriented so that they're actually <laughs> reaching out to the original watchers of Animaniacs. The Animaniacs well, reboot say, with Vin Diesel I, as I, Wacko. I, I, I still like nurse. Animaniacs. I still think it's for adults. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Hello, nurse. Yeah. <laughs> you, have, have you seen the, you, you've seen the fingerprints, right? The joke? No. No. Oh, there's a, they, they slipped in a bunch of adult jokes into Animaniacs. There's one episode where, um, uh, I think it's um, Yako is like being a detective and he says, Dot, finger, uh, uh, look for fingerprints. And she, and then they cut to Dot and she's holding the artist's 
formerly known as Prince in her arms, and she looks at him and goes, ah, I don't think so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fingering Prince. <laughs> oh, I remember that now. Oh, I man. do. So I do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think I think we're going to see a resurgence in uh, in animation because you can create social distancing. It's just you know one or two people will go into the studio. Yeah, and it's, it's true. Team. A lot of people could basically just do it from their own home computer. Everything is done via conference. They they collaborate and yeah. Uh, yeah. you know Maybe we have well the likely, software yeah. to do it. So truly, that that's probably what's going to happen. Some amazing animations are going to mm. come out of this. So. Um, do we want to jump into the into our rapid fire questions or do we or do we still want to ask Jeff, like what else he's working on? Yeah, Jeff, what else are you working on? I'm working on some stuff. Um, yeah, <laughs> we, we can talk about that for sure. Yeah, yeah, I got some stuff I can promote cool. and talk about we worked on. That's what we want to hear. Yep. What's new? What's fresh? What's upcoming? Uh, so uh, I just finished uh, uh, coordinating a, a, a lifetime series, which will play at the end of May called it's the biography of uh, Lorena Bobbitt. Oh my God! Don't oh tell God. me you play the penis. <laughs> That's the joke everybody makes, and you know what? I, I know better than to bring up this subject matter on this show with you guys. Um, I, and I, I was walking into it, but it's it's an important story. And what I will say is this: like I shared the same opinion you guys did because I grew up in the nineties and. You know, I watched late night television and and Howard Stern, and the big thing was Lorena Bobbitt cut up the, the, her husband's dick. Yep. The this this particular story talks about you know from her point of view and how she kind of got railroaded by the media. The the reality is, and I'm going to go dark on you guys for a moment, so I apologize. Uh, but the reality was that she was uh, uh, routinely abused by her husband and repeatedly raped by him. Um, she went. You know, she had pressure from her community and her mother. There were religious pressure to keep the marriage working. Mm. Um, she she went to multiple lawyers to try and get a divorce, to try and get proof. And they wanted proof that she was getting beaten up and raped and stuff. And she tried recording it. He found out about it. It all went very, very bad. And then one day she just snapped and cut it off. Uh, mm -hmm. Anyway, wow. this story is her version of that. And so it's, okay. it's her story of uh, of what happened, and it's 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 really good. And it's, the actors are phenomenal. Everyone's very passionate about it. We did some some good stunts. Wow. There was one moment where um, John Bobbitt is pulling out of his driveway, and he's really mad at her. He's just taking away her car keys, and she tries to get them back, and he gets in his car, and she leans in to try and get the car keys back, and he grabs her, and then just takes off down the driveway so we we uh we dragged the stunt girl about 20 feet by a by a car which was which was uh, kind wow. of awesome we had an amazing stunt performer named jen murray it's gonna look amazing that'll air on lifetime network at the end of may nice um, cool. we we were working on uh c season two with jason Moa. uh that was awesome to work on and we didn't we, we barely got going on that um, there was I can't a new... drink a mimosa without thinking about Jima, Jason Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting, I, in the, I was sitting in the hot tub the other day, going Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he's like the nicest guy ever. Kind of energy, really awesome dude. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like straight up, really, really great guy. Big, mm. big, big, big dude. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. Uh, so unfortunately, that one's not going to see the light of day. There was also a um, a new series uh, that I was scheduled to work on. I'm, I'm, I can't say too much about it, but uh, you remember Dan Brown, the, the author? Yep. 
mm-hmm. he was involved in it. That's that's all I can say. I think he was okay. one of the writers or creators of the show. So oh, I can't say okay. too much more than that. But I'm, I'm hoping um, that means really it's another Da Vinci Code. I was gonna say, is but, it but, a... but I'm not gonna. I won't say too much. But I, mean, I can't. I can't. I can't talk about confirm it. Confirm or deny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and before. Before Christmas, I worked on a, uh, another show called Jupiter's Legacy. I did a little doubling on that one. That sounds um, interesting. It's based on a comic book, uh, Josh Gamal's and that, and that's, uh, that should be pretty good. Cool. Um, and uh, I was also, I had a part in this other show called Ginny and Georgia, which will be on Netflix. I think it comes out pretty soon. I got a little fun acting role in that, which was kind of fun. Oh. And uh, what we do in Shadows, which I think started airing last night on the FX network, um, I, I doubled Nick Kroll on that one. Okay, cool. dude, you're you're crushing it. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it was kind of it was it's it's been a good little while. Last year was really good. I had a little part in Supergirl. I came out, flew out to to uh, Vancouver, worked on Supergirl, and there was another TV show called Utopia Falls. I did a little performance in that. Doubled a guy in coordinated second unit. So there was a bunch of stuff going on. I was very lucky. There was uh, you know, we were busy. That's really cool. Did I just hear you said you were doubling for Nick Crawl? Yeah. As in the guy who does Big Mouth? Yeah. Really? Ah, that's what I was yeah, wondering. That is, that is like one person I would love to have 10 minutes to speak with. <laughs> that guy he's, is absolutely um, hilarious. He's really, really awesome, dude. Super humble. He was really, I mean, that whole set is really cool to work on. Everybody is very um, friendly and open and the, the improv on that, they, they, they improv a lot of the scenes and they play with it. And then the director, um, uh, Jermaine, he'll, he'll come in and be like, hey, let's take it in this direction. And kind of just dump the actors in the right direction of where they want to go with it. But they improvise so much and they're so funny. They're, I don't know how they edit that show together because with all the improv, like it must be very difficult to kind of put it all together. But everybody was just so damn funny. Nick Kroll is no exception to that. It was a real pleasure to be on that set. That's awesome. That is man. I, I saw cool. an I episode. I was watching some late night TV show and they had Nick crawl uh, do all his like different voices. Man, that guy is can do so many voices. It's ridiculous. Super talented. And I just I follow him on Instagram and he just posted something where he's roasting. Um, I think Seth Rogen. Okay. It, it, I. I haven't seen the whole thing, but the clip made me laugh hard. So I can't wait to see that. The roast is uh, Seth Rogen. It should be. Oh, good. that that will be good. That's going to be amazing. Wow. Absolutely crazy. Right on. Well, how about we get into our rapid fire questions? Right on. Oh. Rapid fire questions. Again, uh, for the listeners at home who are just tuning in for the first time, uh, Matty G is going to ask Jeff 20 quick questions, and he's just going to give us the first thing that comes to his mind. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, here we go. There's no wrong answer here, Jeff. <laughs> it could be as funny as you want. <laughs> hey, man, you should, you're, you're, you should be a you're second timer, man. Yeah. You can champ at this. Yep. Except for, <laughs> except for no pressure. Matty G has overhauled the 20 questions. Oh, yep. Okay, okay, I'm ready, boys. All right. What made-up word would you register into the English language? Colossal. What's the scariest dream you've ever had? Uh, scariest dream I've ever had? Oh, my God. Uh, losing my dog. What superpower would you take? Teleportation. What's your earliest childhood memory? 
I do remember being in my crib and watching my dad build my first bed. What makes you happiest? Uh, the sound of my dog snoring on my feet or in my lap. <laughs> <laughs> what foreign language would you like to learn the most? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, uh, Italian comes to mind. That's the first answer I come, that comes to my mind. I don't okay. know why it's okay. Italian. Weird. What decade or era would you most like to live in? Um, uh, this one's pretty good. <laughs> Except <laughs> in this whole Corona thing, I'm pretty happy where I am. So, I mean, it'd be really cool to go back to like, like you know, I'd like to go back and visit the 1950s and see shit. But yeah. I like the internet. I'm good. I like my PS4. So, <laughs> I hear you. Um, how about this? 2030. I don't know. I don't see that. <laughs> 2030. Yeah. <laughs> Six months from now. As long as we can make it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to roll the dice. I'm going to say 2030. Okay. <laughs> All right. What's your go-to joke? <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Um, I like the really, really, really like stupid, cheesy jokes. All right. Um, oh, dad joke's coming in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like what's white and can't climb trees? What? A refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because it's true. <laughs> uh, that's good. What, uh, what was the first movie that made you cry? Oh, the first movie that made me cry. Um, I don't, I don't think I know. I'm probably like, Oh man. Um, mine was Lion King. That, mine was Lion King too. That's real. Oh uh, yeah, that's those are pretty good. Um, I don't actually remember. I I know it would have been around that time. I'm sure. Um, I don't. I don't remember the first one. I'm. I can think of all these movies where I cried. Like I cried at the end of Insurrection when Data was like sacrificed himself to save Captain Picard, and and yeah. I, I, I know I cried during Schindler's List, and um, all right, uh, and I know I cried ones. during Justice League because it was so bad. <laughs> um, I can't. I, Sorry, I can't remember the first. <laughs> fair. All right, fair enough. Do you believe in aliens? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I do. How would you spend a hundred mil? <laughs> um, a hundred million dollars. If I had a hundred million dollars, the first thing I would do is I would buy a nice house and a little bit of land. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd love to be able to tell, tell you something altruistic, but I'd, I'd probably create some kind of dog sanctuary. So. You know, be able to look after some rescue dogs or abused dogs, something like that. Animal, See, that's a animal. great answer. That's yeah. awesome, man. What exotic animal would you domesticate? Oh, like assuming there was no like cruelty involved in like you know yep. it, it, it happening. Um, if there was any wild, I, I think the honey badger is pretty badass. It'd be cool to have a little honey badger running around, dude. Like come out of your bathroom and be like, "Oh Jesus Christ, dude!" <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, it'd be like a great <laughs> protecting <laughs> animal too. Yeah, 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 just go around, just doing his thing, and just like jumping out, It'd be like like Cato from uh, uh, the Pink Panther. <laughs> yeah, yep, it's so dope. <laughs> Attack Badger. Um, what gets on your nerves? Oh, I was just talking about this with another friend. Um, okay, so my biggest pet peeve, like it, it's the kind of pet peeve that induces so much white hot fury rage that I could cut continents in half with a mere look oh, oh hold, on, hold on hold on hold on hold on you know what really grinds yeah. my gears okay go ahead <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it if if the 
thought police were a real thing, they would come to my door and say, sir, you need to come with us. No one should feel this much rage. <laughs> it's, it's, it's when I've got my headphones in and they're like plugged into my phone and they get caught in something and either get ripped out of my ears or ripped out of my phone or pull my phone across the room. <gasps> uh, since they switched oh, to I, I hate that too. Right? Yep. It's like, just like in, in an instant, I have so much rage more than anything else on any, on the planet. So it's getting my, <laughs> getting headphones or, or earphones ripped out of my ears and we're all caught in something. I think this is Take exactly why AirPods were invented. I, I have them. It was a life changer. Yes, totally are. What's, what's the last thing you did just for yourself? The last thing I did just for myself, um, I, I worked out. I was in the gym. I worked out. Nice. What holiday would you erase from the calendar if you could? Oh, um, I hate all the greeting card holidays, like, you know, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, all of those ones. I, I can't stand them. Um, so I'd, 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 I'd put it as a heading of all greeting card company holidays and then just blanket statement. Wipe it all out. <laughs> all right. You know what? I totally agree with you on the Valentine's Day one. I fucking hate that holiday. Like that. It's only because you have to show your love and buy a bunch of shit. No, you do that every day. If you love your wife, like you don't, you don't need a holiday for that. But anyways, I digress. Yeah. I digress. Yeah. I, and I feel the same way about the others. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. What do you do when you can't fall asleep? <laughs> I listen to the FAP podcast. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was some FAP in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, did you get that little beat? <laughs> Love it. What uh what activity makes you totally lose track of time? See uh, <laughs> answer 16. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it's definitely uh I think it's probably video games. The number of times Especially when you're playing something like Civilization and you're like, oh, just one more turn, 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> We've lived that life. Yep, I know. What's the best thing you've ever eaten? Oh, my God. Screw you. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's such a that's the best thing I've ever eaten. Um, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Oh my goodness! I, that I, provides I, I, nourishment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, you know, there's there's uh, a proper that, that food base. Is, is long and, uh, that, 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 that list is pretty damn big. I, I like food. I'm a bit of a foodie. Um, best thing I've ever eaten. Where um, you're just like, holy shit! You know what's really amazing? Because a lot of celebrities jump in and they're like, "No, I'm a vegetarian. I'm a vegetarian." And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. You can you still enjoy food. food. Yeah, it's it's just like no, like here's here's Dude, a guy we had that been... vegan cake and it was awesome. It's true that vegan cake yeah. is fucking amazing. Yeah, I, I, I I'm on a, a a very strict fitness diet right now. It's all macros, so I've been learning to like bake with protein powder, making like protein cakes and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're so good. Um, but the best the best food I think I've ever eaten, um, I. I, I was lucky enough to eat at a Michelin star restaurant in, in Prague. And that was pretty special. Like every single dish was pretty much mind blowing. Nice. Um, uh, I, I think I'd probably put that on the list. I'm sure there's been lots of like, like little things here and there that, 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 that are just the best or, or that I have to get, or that I really love. Like I'm a big fan of breakfast sandwiches. There's a, there's a, there's a restaurant in Hamilton called uh, the Coop. 
and they make one of the best breakfast sandwiches I've ever had. Um, you know, so it's like little things like that. But the best thing I've ever eaten, that's a, that's a tough one. I don't know. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> have, you, have you seen Birds of Prey yet with, with the egg sandwich? No. Oh, it's really funny. Yeah, yeah. that is funny. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Question 19. Have you ever had a crush on a fictional character? And if so, who? Oh, God, yeah. Of course. Absolutely. Um, my, my biggest hero, I don't know that I have a crush on her, but my biggest hero is, is Buffy. Um, I'm sure I had a crush on her at some point. I was a teenager. Um, also, since we're talking about, uh, uh Animaniacs, there was that like Link character that they had really confused teenage Jeff. Yep. Like, holy shit. <laughs> um, mine was Miss Frizzle from Magic School Bus. Get the fuck out. The Dude, the Frizzle was fucking one? hot. No, the old one was still oh hot, man. God. She had like this like authoritarian <laughs> thing happening. Fuck you, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> That, I am who I it am. explains so much. <laughs> I mean, listen, man, not passing any judgment, but I think you, you, you got some shit you got to unlock there, man. <laughs> Holy hell. Whatever, you guys. <laughs> and here I did not feel bad now saying Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's nothing wrong with Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> Jessica Rabbit is a perfectly legitimate. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, man! <laughs> and question twenty: favorite podcast yeah. you've been on in the last twelve hours? Oh, that's a tough one to think about. But I would have to say the Fap Podcast. <laughs> ah, that's a good answer. Thanks, bud. <laughs> it's fapping fantastic. So, uh, what do have... you think of the new questions? Oh, I, I like the new questions very much. That. Favorite thing I've ever eaten is a bit of a loaded one. That's that's probably the hardest thing, the hardest question on there. But I, I like the new question. That's good. That's a very oh, tough right, one. Cool. Now we do have one last question for you. Uh, yeah. So our our last guest that we had on the show, uh, her name is Charlie mm-hmm. Marie, and her question okay. for you is, how do you feel about um, stunt men and women being left out of the Oscars? And do you feel there should be an award for what you do? Well, you know what? That is a freaking awesome question. I love Charlie. I don't, I don't know Charlie personally, but I love Charlie for asking that question. And I appreciate that question. And uh, I want to thank you for coming to my TED Talk today. Um, so, uh, here's, what I, here's how I feel about that. I, there, there are only two departments that do not get recognized by the Oscars or, or award ceremonies. One of them is casting. The other one is stunt. There is... Um, no award for stunt pieces. There are some honorary awards. Um, there, we have our own awards, the, the, the Taurus Awards, but the Oscars do not recognize them. And my opinion of that is it, it's horseshit. We are artists. Yeah, um, absolutely. There, there are times when the entire film crew, we have a thing called like second unit. So main unit is where they go off and they shoot all the very important scenes where uh, Tony Stark is talking to the team about what they're going to do. Meanwhile, second unit, which is primarily all stunt people in front of the camera and all stunt people behind the camera in some cases. And we will just shoot all these stunts, the big fight sequences. They are designed by the stunt team. They are shot by the stunt team. They are performed by the stunt team. So the idea that we don't get them is ludicrous. The second thing that I would address to that is that in the day and age of the Marvel Universe and all these heroes that have masks and whatnot, 99% 99% of the time when you see the mask on, it's a stunt person doing, doing the work. Mm-hmm. They absolutely deserve 
uh, credit. They deserve an Oscar. Mm -hmm. How we judge that Oscar is a bit of a mystery to me. Now, one of the arguments that I've heard um, for not having it is that some people will want to do bigger and dangerous, more dangerous stunts. And my argument to that is anybody who says that has never been part of a stunt because we are constantly trying to push the envelope. Yep. But one of the criteria, and I would argue one of the most important criteria, is how can we do it safely and recreate it? Because if you're only gonna, if you're going to super dave the shit out of a stunt yep. and you're not going to get a take two, that's not a good stunt. Mm -hmm. That is, um, you know, that that. That's not a good thing. You're throwing your, your life away and your health and safety away, and that's not okay. Yeah. A good mm -hmm. stunt is one that can be recreated again and again and again. There's always going to be an element of danger and, and, and risk, and you don't want to roll that dice too many times, but the engineering that goes into that is a very specific and technical expertise that uses some of the best people in the world to, to kind of arrange these, these stunt sequences. Mm -hmm. um, I would argue that we are not going to try and um, push that envelope because we're already doing it but the criteria of keeping everybody safe so that we can walk away from it is always in consideration yeah. um I, I i think i've heard sometimes people say that they don't want to do it because they don't want to take away from the work that the actors are doing my argument to that is also bullshit the actors don't say those they don't make those words up themselves mm -hmm. they don't wear those clothes they don't look like they do like those choices were done by hair people and makeup people and script supervisors and script writers they aren't every single department has its own job and the purpose of the stunt team is to keep everyone safe and to make them look good so i do think that the award ceremony should be recognizing uh the uh, the, the stunt department we have a hashtag you can follow it on twitter called stand up for stunt and every year a new award ceremony comes around we remind everybody and we do a little push and we try to remind everybody that we are we do exist um, we, we have a huge part in what we do, and we are ignored, uh, by and large, by the majority of the, the award ceremonies, and we would like to see that change. 100%. Um, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I really do believe that if there's an Oscar movie, something like, uh, or an award for something like Iron Man, then for if, if, it's, if it's Robert Downey Jr. going up, his stuntman should be right beside him the whole time. Um, you know, it, because it, they're really two, two people making one character to, to fill that entire role. Um, I, I do believe Jeff, and, and you can correct me wrong. Um, I'm, I'm hundred percent sure there is actually a petition out there because I'm pretty sure I signed it myself, uh, to have an award for the stunt people. Thank you very much, Tony. I appreciate that. And, and yeah, we're, we're, we're trying and, and we agree that, you know, I, and I really appreciate the support. I really do. I think, um, you know, I, I, I the, the running joke this year at the Academy Awards is that you can win. A stunt award. You can win an award for pretending to be a stunt man, but you can't win an award for being. That's <laughs> yeah, true. It's true. You know, and and I mean, God bless Brad Pitt for giving us a shout out like he did um, on on the stand there, and I and I and I hope that it continues to happen. I, I and you're absolutely right. We are part of the character. Anytime I, if I'm doubling just a guy, like let's say I'm doubling, you know, torturer number two, I'm doubling a random guy. I just go in and I, I you know, I do the thing and I keep the actor safe and I go home. But if I'm doubling a lead actor, if I'm doubling like Frenchie on the boys, mm -hmm. I, I'm, when I'm performing my physical action, I'm performing as the character Frenchie. I consult with the actor. I consult with the director. I consult with the stunt coordinator about what we're looking for from this performance, how the movement happens. I watch my actors, how they stand, if they slouch, if they stay the one leg over the other. You know, maybe they always like turning to the right instead of the left. You know, what are these 
what are the signature moves of that particular actor? And I, I take them on. Like there have been shows where I double multiple actors, different characters. And, um, and it's my responsibility to make sure that I represent both of those characters, different characters, um, differently. And I represent them as the actor would represent them. So I am as much that character as that actor. And that's a very important distinction. And it's, it's more than just going in and falling down. It's, Sometimes I'm doing stuff where I'm working second unit, where all I'm doing is running through fields or running across streets or just driving a car, mm -hmm. but I'm doing it as that character. And it's an important distinction. For sure. Yeah. And, and like, like I, I said, I mean, you really are the, these kind of the second persona in order to make that character believable and real. So I, I definitely yeah, feel you should question. get your comeuppance I mean, for it. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. I appreciate the support. And I hope anybody listening will, uh, will give us the support as well. And, and think about some people next time they're watching a big movie like, you know, Atomic Blonde or the next John Wick. And, and they look at all these people that are hitting the ground and hitting the concrete and just knowing that, you know, the, to get to that place to be able to perform requires a tremendous amount of training and skill and talent to be able to develop and cultivate. And then when they hit the ground in their dress shoes and their suit, they get banged up. Yeah. And the chances are it takes a week to shoot that and they're going to spend a week recuperating with all their bruises and bumps for sure what's that hashtag again jeff stand up for stunts perfect we'll make sure we tag the episode with that as well and uh hopefully our Probably. listeners will will also try to put that in something in their day-to-day -day, uh social media to let uh, stunt men and women know that you're thinking about them and that you are appreciating all their work especially when you're sitting at home and watching netflix episode after episode Yep, absolutely. And as as more, you know, as more shows come out and people are binge watching stuff and they're, you know, they're watching all their shows, I hope they remember that, you know, there's a, a, a lot of people, a lot of people have done a lot of hard work to be able to put those things together. And not just some people, but actors, writers, directors, editors, everybody has, uh, has, has done a tremendous amount of work to make sure we're entertained during this quarantine. 100%. Excellent. Well, Jeff, uh, we really, really appreciate uh, you being on the show and spending some more time with us. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you. And uh, we're looking forward to, again, having you one more time uh, when things get going. And uh, you can tell us what else you're working on and you can let loose all those secrets of the things that you couldn't quite tell us about. I can't wait. And thanks again for having me back, guys. Always a pleasure. Love your podcast. Love you both very much. And uh, it's a privilege to be here. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks, very Jeff. Much. We appreciate it. So this is a good time for us to pitch our social media. You could get us on our website. Thefap.ca. On uh, Twitter. Is Thefap4. You can get us on Instagram. Is Thefap Podcast. Don't forget our Facebook. The Freaking Awesome Podcast. And uh, you can always reach out via email. Thefappodcast at gmail.com. I'm on the air. We on the air. We got this podcast. Ah, oh, not again. Wicked sweet. <laughs> <laughs>